0: Once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the
1: next level. hello and welcome to another edition of the c squared podcast i'm curtis and i'm here with my co-host holly and we are here for another round table discussion and our topic today is going to be well it's kind of like the female fronted type genre like we did in a previous podcast with gaia uh, I think Holly was also involved in that podcast if I'm not mistaken uh, so we're here for a part two but we also have uh, Lindsay Schoolcraft with us and we also have Rena who is from the band Sirens Rain and uh, Guy of course is here as well and we are going to be partaking in a little discussion for the next 35 minutes or so and Holly is going to be leading us so off, over to you.
2: Cool thank you so I guess to give like a quick up to speed thing in case you've not heard the previous episode. Uh, female fronted metal is a term that's thrown about across sort of all genres basically assuming that the uh, front woman is a woman Um, and in some ways it can be quite a useful term I guess if you like female vocals in particular and you want to find bands like that but it can also be very othering it can be a sort of I don't know, an, an excuse for misogyny, and I don't particularly like the term personal. So I'm very excited to have Lindsay and Reena here because I wanna hear all about their experiences and their thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, I'll dive straight in, I guess. Um, I would be interested to know, uh, whichever one of you wanna answer this first, go ahead. Um, how do you feel the term female-fronted is sort of, how it operates, I guess, in the metal scene at the moment? Like, do you think it's generally quite positive, negative, mixed? I
3: don't know who wants to start. start?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, silence. You can go, Irina, it's
3: fine. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I think that as like a search term, people look at it to be like, I want bands with the female singer for, for whatever reason. And I think that that in and of itself Is kind of innocent but it's definitely problematic because gender of course is a spectrum it is fluid you have a lot of different um you know different intricacies and not that's not not the right word there's a lot of subtleties and there's a lot of different ways that that can present itself so as a basic search term i think it's a principle of organization like how am i looking for the type of music that i would be interested in and it's it's kind of a cheap shot because it's such a, a big category and I think of this song, uh, Now You Know by Icon for Hire, which addresses, I don't know if you've heard that song, but addresses mm-hmm. the whole thing, like female-fronted isn't a genre, um, because it's, we all sound so, so differently, uh, so different and it's kind of elementary, but then how would you search for the type of music that you want? What would those search terms be? So I think that it's, it's challenging. Like I get why it's there, but it's more limiting than it is helpful.
4: I mean, we have to consider like the source and the history of this tag. So, you know, female fronted, the term uh, started just over a decade ago. And um, at the time, it was used to describe more of the symphonic element in metal. So symphonic genre, which was pretty much a female singer doing more opera type vocals uh, to symphonic metal. And when you think about the female voice, I mean, yes, there there is a lot of color in the female voice. There's definitely different tones and and registers and ranges, uh, compared to the male voice. And that comes through development based on what chromosome you got at birth and, you know, things are going to develop differently due to hormones. So some people prefer the sound of the female voice. And at the time I was there when it came out and I wasn't really that well known and to be lumped in even though I wasn't even really doing metal I was just doing weird ambient gothic music was kind of sick because it was like oh cool like this is helping me get like traction and promotion and there's like an underground on Facebook that cares about this and at the time the fans were super supportive and exciting like excited about the whole thing because they're like wow like women are really rising up in metal and making a name for themselves. And at the time we use this as a term to describe that pocket of music that was going on. Now, the problems that have arisen is once it gets into the hands of the underdeveloped thinkers and press, it got a bit misogynistic. Other bands, just because they had a female singer, all of a sudden got lumped into that. And it wasn't really fair because then you're getting pigeonholed. And like Irene was saying, it's like there's so much there's so many different types of female voices and there's so much to be offered and I again I understand using it as a description because there are some people I know who just prefer the female voice over metal but then there's also growling so it just got a little bit out of hand I think it is it's a fossil now I think it's kind of served its purpose and its time 10 years ago emerging female voices in symphonic metal but now it's just it's not it doesn't make sense like it doesn't necessarily need to happen anymore. You know, like um, it can be like, I've seen it mentioned in passing, there's female vocals. um, But I think there needs to be more education. like, well, is she a soprano? Is she a mezzo? Is she growling? Is she doing a pop voice? Like there's a lot of diversity now. Um, So, you know, like I, I, when I hear it now, I just kind of roll my eyes and I'm like, I, I couldn't care less. Like I, I feel like it's just so dated, but unfortunately it is being used and twisted and, I understand if you're a small band and you're trying to build something for yourself and you have to use the label, but there's so much information out there now, you can market yourself in a different way without getting caught up in that, right?
0: I think we've reached a point where the tag is just like outdated and like we should just switch to like the genre of the band instead of like the genre of the singer. Cause like we, none of us sound the same and like in, I don't know, like I've never looked for a band looking for male-fronted male, like that was never the case. And I understand that 10 years ago, it was, there there was a use for it, but I'm just like, we're in 2021, almost 2022. Like, I feel like it's so outdated and it's almost just using like the, the, the sex of the person as being like defining like the entire like genre of your band. And that makes no sense to me. Mm
3: -hmm
2: yeah something in particular that i think would be quite good for us to focus on that you've all kind of mentioned a little bit is obviously the fact that female-fronted it's given to any sub-genre of metal so there is like you say there's no distinction between the type of vocalist the type of uh, metal what's going on other things going on curtis do you want to say something you're catching my attention
1: (laughs) well yeah i just want one thing i just wanted to mention just just one thing I have noticed I don't know if it's always necessarily um how do I want to phrase this I think sometimes people do it under a good intention of trying to be inclusive without you know what I mean I don't know if it's always necessarily what's the right word bad intent not necessarily bad intention but marketing or anything like that because I have seen it that way so just a comment but I I don't I, I think it's stupid but I do think sometimes. Uh, hmm. Anyway, that was my only thing. I'll I'll be quiet.
4: Well, you have to be <laughs> careful because, like, when you do, like, when I hear the term "female fronted," I just immediately think like you're gonna sound like Nightwish or you're gonna sound like mm. Within Temptation. But we also have to be careful. Like, it kind of, it's kind of, again, it can describe an instrument that people are looking for. But at the same time, it's like, there's no like African-American metal bands out there or no like LG, you know, be like, like type, like, I don't see any of those or trans, like anyone trying to sell like a trans band. I know there are trans people in metal and like, all of a sudden those bands aren't like considered like trans fronted metal. Like it just doesn't, it just, when you put it into other, um, Like you're talking the was it inclusivity or I think that's the word sorry brains fried um like when you when you when then you start using those labels you're like oh that's ridiculous so like I understand why some people are just like I'm so done with this label because it does sound ridiculous in other contexts like it -hmm. really does
1: (laughs) yeah I know I know what you're saying I I I know yeah I know exactly
4: yeah yeah
2: no I know there's a I've been looking a bit recently about racism in metal and yeah, LGBTQ plus community in metal. And that's a whole other topic. So I won't go into that just now, uh, just now, but um, there's a lot of layers that I think, yeah, exactly the female fronted term, it kind of glosses over everything, but it kind of says, well, I don't. this is kind of my interpretation of it is that, okay, you're not male, therefore you're other. So we're just going to shove you under the female fronted uh, label. And shove you in the corner um which is where my sort of main issues with it come from um but yeah going back to like the sub-genre thing I find it really problematic when you know people create things like female-fronted playlists I mean I've had disconnected souls added to it quite a lot which is interesting because I'm not the front woman of disconnected souls but anyway never mind um and yeah there will be every genre under the sun like even you know stuff outside of metal as well and I just think someone who's searching for female-fronted metal, I have absolutely no idea what they're actually searching for, um, but I'd be interested to know, maybe Lindsay start with you, uh, partly because I think you've experienced far, far more of this, um, but where do you think like the use of the term sort of gets, up, uh, gets mixed up with genre? If you If you have any ideas, <laughs> I'd be really interested to hear them.
4: Well, it's just, I noticed that everyone else was just like 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I'd say maybe eight years ago was starting to tack onto it, but it's like, but your rockabilly or your, your gent or your new metal or your, you know what I mean? And it's just like, like, you know, when you were talking about playlists, it's like, I do love the heavy Queens playlist on Mm -hmm. Spotify. And it's very like, they embrace a lot, you know, and I think it's really great. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like you, you want female empowerment. You want to hear a female voice. I actually know a lot of trans fans who are transitioning from male to female, and it is so inspiring for them to have that. And that's fine. Um, But I think it just like, again, going back to where it originally came from, like, if you're going to go ahead and use that label, I think you're going to confuse people and you're just going to, it's like a melting pot. Like you're just going to melt away where I think like with my background in marketing, like finding your micro niche. Um, you know, like I say, like, I, you know, you know what your band is. So like, I'm ethereal gothic metal with female voice. And that's fine. You can say that like, yeah, there's there's a female voice in front of this. Um, You know, but I think like that comes with the clean, you know what I mean? If it's like, yeah, it's more of a female voice versus like, you know, Camelot male sounding voice, just an example. Um, But when it comes to gutturals, I think it's just a... (laughs) like I feel like guttural vocals are just genderless you know what I mean so you have to be careful because it's like if you're if you're a band with like say the lead singer is female but she's guttural and then you put the tag female fronted you're really doing yourself a disservice I think you should just go ahead and do what needs to be done for your music it's all it all boils down to marketing and I think the more you know about how to market your band and you own that power the less you have to worry about trying to grab onto other things out there that just may not suit you that well.
2: Mm -hmm. definitely um so quite interesting then i think following through on the marketing side of things what experiences have you guys had again whichever whichever of you wants to answer this go ahead um have you had any particular sort of marketing experiences with the term female fronted and have they been beneficial or harmful or
0: how have you found them um, in my experience before with my my band, we had another PR company work on our um, album release um, a few years ago. And they tagged us as being like female-fronted band. And the thing is like, I'm not the main singer on my band. So like everybody like in the reviews we got were very confused about the fact that I was not taking as much space as like a lead singer would have, would have been like taken, should have taken. And um, so that was like a very big, Um, mistake on the the PR company that did our album. And like, we got a lot of backlash from it. And like, it was just like, stupid.
3: (laughs) So Even though it very clearly states that we only have one singer in the band and the men in the band do backing vocals. With this last album, I got a fair amount of messages asking if I did all the vocals or who was the male singer because I do the gutturals and the extremes and and like it's right there on the press release like there's one singer and so I I, that was interesting when Lindsay was talking about the history of singing like how it's um well that female frontal label how it might be automatically connected to the symphonic and I don't know if they're they weren't like paying attention or not reading the whole thing um but it's it is amazing to me still how um how limiting I think that can be or because I do agree I think that guttural's it is very difficult to tell the gender there. And I don't think you're really supposed to. And I always joke, like, my balls are lower than yours. And you're like, <laughs> my balls are bigger than yours. Um, but I, I think that it's very easy to see when people's biases come out or when maybe the misogyny comes out and they don't, they don't realize it. And then that doesn't look so great. Um, I like the idea of marketing to your specific niche because we are, we are very, very niche. And one thing I definitely learned is, not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. That's kind of refreshing in a way. Um, but people will pay attention to what they want to pay attention to or not. And then that's very revealing.
4: Mm. Definitely.
3: Also, I will say that like, I'm in, in
4: just saying this cause I can't um, and I'm not talking about you Curtis, but there's a lot of PR out there that they're just super lazy and they just want to get the job done and they don't care to do more research or like move PR into a more thoughtful, intelligent direction based on research and what they're listening to. They just want to review it, bang it out and get onto the next one and make their money. Um, Where there are people who are movers and shakers who are like, you know what, no, I'm going to redefine this. We're actually going to start dissolving this female fronted label and start wording things in a different way and give more feedback. So you just have to remember, like, sometimes it's just like, it's just laziness at the end of the day. That's not really getting rid of this label so to speak yeah no that is something
2: I've noticed actually oh Curtis question for you I don't know if you'll know the answer necessarily but um do you reckon I mean obviously yeah there are definitely some PRs that are lazy and they'll go to the cmr fronted uh label because it's an easy way of marketing it do you think there are some journalists or even publications which are kind of maybe almost like oh what's the word I can't think of the word I want to use um but they're sort of keeping maybe like a monopoly in place if you will of they will only or maybe mainly focus on bands if they've got the female fronted label if that makes sense like are they sort of running features that reinforce it almost
1: well it depends because there's some that are really good um and there's some that are really bad so it's kind of hard to say so I mean, I think it's 50-50 because I mean, like for example, femme metal is excellent and they mm. just support women in metal in general. Um, and I mean, I think it's only run by women if I'm not mistaken. So they're, they're a good example of a, of a site, at least in my opinion, that is excellent. They just, that's just what they focus on, right? But then you got other ones that seem to be more into the sexualized aspect of things, if that makes sense. So I don't know if that quite answered your question. So it, it depends. You yeah, know what I
2: mean? no, it it sort
1: of answers it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it, it I think it kind of depends upon your motives when you're running the site, if you know what I mean. Like, or, like what what is your actual motives when you're doing it, if that makes sense.
4: And and mm-hmm. I actually started out writing for fab metal ten over ten years ago. That was my first press gig, and um, mm-hmm. at the time, it, women were severely underrepresented in metal, and it was incredible to see just that you know, that support. And I loved how they're like, yeah, you only have a female drummer or a female guitarist. Like, let's just continue to, and it was just to push forward and empower women because they were underrepresented and they did like individual interviews of not just the singers, but, you know, and, and I understand like, people are so attached to singers. It might be the Disney complex. I don't know, but people love the singers, but now I think because of those people who started that movement there, there are more women, who are confident, confident enough to come out as keyboardists and guitarists and drummers. And I think that's that was really important at the time. It was very pivotal.
1: Yeah, one thing I also want to mention is like, I mean, back in the day, Revolver had the whole thing that everybody hated, the hottest chicks, and metal thing. So again, it's the intention. Like they were looking at it as the physical aspect versus-
4: oh. It was like a double-edged sword. It was like, it was yeah. empowering and degrading at the same time. It was like- yeah you'll get exposure but you have to be degraded to do it and it just that's why so many people just it didn't sit right with them it's like why can't you just value us as musicians and not as something for guys to like pin up in their bathroom you know what I'm saying it was rough it was yeah very
1: contradictive yeah so hopefully that answered my I answered your question Holly I'm not sure if I did but I think it boils down to the intention of the site but that's my own opinion
2: yeah that definitely makes sense I mean there's certainly a few blogs that are out there for well seem to be out there just for clout um but you know yeah
1: I'm not gonna
2: name <laughs> no neither am I but there you go <laughs> I think we all know anyway um so I guess I'd be interested to know if you guys have any more I don't know, any particular experiences or um, any other thoughts on the term that we've maybe not mentioned so far?
1: I have one on the PR end, if, if, but yeah. I'll, I'll else speaks first. So once you guys are done, I'll... I'll, I'll...
0: Um, I just want to complain about uh, when we get booked with other bands because they have women without having any genre. that fits like no one in, in like the... The night fits the only like thing that fits is the fact there's a woman. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody has experienced that before, and like it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that from the promoter's point of view because
2: surely that's not going to sell. Well, maybe maybe it does. Maybe yeah, guys literally just want to see a woman on stage. Maybe that's it. Um, but yeah, I don't get the whole lineup thing where you have like a metalcore band and a symphonic metal band and maybe like a folk metal band or something and it's not cohesive at all
1: yeah you? Oh, go on cool if if you're done if you're done yeah cool (laughs) just from the PR end of things one thing I do notice is just getting back to the intention of things um sometimes you'll get specific requests just for the female members to do the interview so like even if it is like the drummer if it's a guitarist or something like that they'll just want to have just the, the female member there. Now, and it kind of and again, it a lot of times it'll be like those one those sites that focus mainly on women in metal just for the looks type thing, right? So as a PR, it's kind of like you kind of got to use judgment on if you want to grant that interview or not. Like I what I'll usually do is like if I think that's happening, I'll usually say, like, look, do you want to do this? Do you not want to do this? If you don't want to do this, I'm totally happy not to have you do it. But I don't know it comes across as a little bit weird sometimes i guess is what i'm trying to say if that makes sense
2: yeah no that that's very weird
1: yeah but it happens and it's a lot of times it's like and again i don't like to be stereotyping but it's like a lot of the european of eastern european and south american it's it's yeah Again, i'm stereotyping but
3: anyways
0: <laughs> Are you saying my people are obsessed? No, I'm not. I'm because gonna, they I'm, are. They are.
1: I can't, I can't put on this one. I'm not gonna say anything further. It's
0: okay, I can say it.
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, sometimes but yes, yeah, sometimes that does happen. And it's a lot of times those regions that end up pushing that thing. So yes. And now I'm gonna be quiet. Over to you all. <laughs>
2: oh it's fine we had to go off the rails at some point um anyway Ooh, okay right um Reena, i'll ask you a question with any of your live performances or bookings or promoters or anything like that have you noticed or experienced anything to do with the female fronted label
3: yes we played a festival a couple of times in canada that specifically you have to have a woman in your band and it doesn't have to be a singer, it just has to be a woman and it has to be all metal and or punk. And I, I feel like it was very tastefully done and it was something that, um, it was very diverse, like a lot of different genres, like there were a couple of folk metal bands and every year it's a little bit different. And I think, I'm just thinking like the challenges of this organizing principle, like how do you organize something in a way that's not derivative and that's not sorry cat <laughs> he has opinions on this this is sounder um, cat fight um that's not derivative it's not tacky but f- celebrating like women empowerment in music and i think that there's a very i don't know what that line is but i think it's a very challenging line um mm-hmm. i i think have we applied to things that are like female centered or female only Yes. And sometimes it's done really well, like the festival that we played in Canada. And then sometimes it's not done very well because there's like indie folk and then there's like heavy metal and the crowd leaves and it's just not cohesive. So I think that if you're going to do something like that, it needs to be genre specific. It needs to be advertised correctly. And the bands also need to know what they're getting into. And it can't be if it's gimmicky. Is it celebrating good music? Because I'm biased, but I think that metal is, there's better composition in metal because it's so close to classical. So I think that if you're a metal musician, I think the caliber is, is up there a little, a little bit more. That's my opinion. Like, um, I think that there's good composition in a lot of different genres, but I think that you're just gonna get something that's closer to classical music. It's more, co- maybe more cohesive. Um, but if you're not paying attention to that, and then you have this really, really, really weird lineup, I think that the crowd's going to feel kind of cheated and confused.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Lindsay, have you like, experienced anything similar?
4: In regards to like what specifically? So um, my brain trailed off. No, no, don't worry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I guess sort of like promoters booking uh touring um sort of like grouping female fronted together and whether it perhaps worked or didn't work
4: I see people do it and I I I understand it's a selling point and if it works for you and you're making it work like there's a lot of tours that go through the states and it's like all female fronted and it's like the birthday massacre which is like gothic electro with like rock and metal bands it's the strangest thing and it's like sure if you want to do that that's fine but I'm not going to be like grasping at it and being like you have to book me too I'm kind of at the point where I just wish we could all be seen as musicians and our gender could be a secondary third or not even a factor at all and um, when putting together my new band um, we just went for who we thought was a good fit as a musician we didn't think about gender even though we have three women in the band out of seven and we, we forget about it all the time we're like oh yeah yeah Oh, that's I'm like excited to tour with them, you know, because I my previous band I was the only female, um, but I mean, working with my previous band that was never really the thing, you know, there there wasn't a female singer in the band, um, so it was it was more like I was just seen as a metal musician, and we were gonna kind of it was kind of like when it's a, a male singer, it's like okay, how do we match up the the genre how do we have something match this act? So it's a cohesive flowing set that night, you know, like a lineup. Um, And I wish it would just move more in that direction. Just be like, oh, okay. Like this band sounds like this. So we should have these ones opening, not like, oh, there's a female singer. So we should just book all female singers again. Cool gimmick, like (laughs) cool gimmick, bro. But at the same time, I just, I don't think it's necessary. Like I'm going to not, I'm not going to knock it at the end of the day. We all need to make money and we all need to make a living and we all need you know we're getting back into touring and we have to do what we have to do but i think kind of like how angela Gasso was like no to like the hottest woman and metal that thing that metal it was metal hammer that did that right i think if we really want to just be seen as a musician first we have to start saying no to those things but you know Sometimes people feel that they're in such a position where they have to take that opportunity, but I think we can just be smarter about the decisions we make moving forward.
2: Definitely. That's quite that's made me think of something quite interesting, though. I guess when it comes to female empowerment, obviously everybody experiences it differently and everybody everybody expresses it differently. What do you think? Again, open to any of you. How do you um I guess sort of again oh the words are disappearing that I want to use how do you sort of uh marry up or I guess almost justify if someone say for example them modeling like on the front well it doesn't really happen anymore but they, if they were like modeling on front of hammer magazine like in their underwear if that to them is female empowerment but to other people is objectification how do we kind of meet in the middle or how do we interpret things in the way that they're meant to be received? I hope that kind of makes sense. I think I'm just rambling now.
4: That's so hard and I've had this argument with so many people because I've lost friends over this because I where I sit and this is just me like you don't have to take this as serious advice but I think that as women in metal we are role models and we need to take our influence seriously because we are molding and raising the next generation of female musicians coming in to metal and I think that's something that we should take very seriously and some people have been like don't tread on me getting naked that's my empowerment and I'm like okay cool but I don't remember the last time being A female like a a musician in metal as a woman was taking your clothes off like I I just I've never like when I getting into this like not once have I ever felt the need to take my clothes off or get naked because I'm like my musicianship is enough and and then when you start hearing that you have fans that are as young as six years old you're like I need to to take responsibility for that like that like you know like I'm gonna upset those parents and then Oh, Lindsay's no longer a role model. And it's like, I really could have influenced the next Doro. You know, you just have to think about like your legacy and what you want to leave behind. And I know that there are a lot of women in metal who, well, my side gig, my side gig is modeling and here's some photos of me and underwear. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, me as someone who understands branding and marketing, I would just keep it entirely separate because if you think about it, what you're putting out there is what you're attracting. So you can have these people. And I know this is just a topic that relates to women, but you have these women who go out there and do that. And their numbers go through the roof, but 75% of them are pervy men who just want to whack off to your photos. And only 25% of them are there for your music. And that's like, that's what it comes down to. It's like, wow, they have so many numbers. And I'm like, yeah, I bet they're not really like, I bet people, I bet a good majority of those people are not taking their musicianship seriously. And I know like with my numbers where I sit, I could be going into the quarter millions if I just started getting naked, but that's not the legacy that I want to leave for my music and my art. And, you know, it, that I hope this answers your question. It's just, that's just where I come from. I mean, again, like I do know women who they work hard for their bodies. It's hard work. Let me tell you, I hate going to the gym. I get it. I couldn't be cared to shave my legs. I get it. Um, and if you feel good about your body and you want to wear like ripped up stuff, that's revealing skin. That's totally fine. That's, that's your thing. Like I understand. And I'm not going to like, and I hope I don't come off as I'm trying to shame anyone about it. I'm not But you just have to also be very aware of your actions and the consequences. Um, And if you do go down that road, how being an influence to younger women, you may shape and change that in a way and what you're going to attract in your numbers and in your social media, because I do know of some women, I won't name names and some of them aren't with us anymore but they did get naked and they got some serious harassment and stalkers and again it's what you put out there and I just I just ask people to be very mindful of the decisions they make for themselves down their career path
2: Mm. yeah no that's very interesting I definitely I definitely agree with what you're saying I know I also have a problem with um I mean I feel as though you know more guys are being well people in general are being called out if they are harassing people and you know taking advantage of situations but I definitely so I do think there's a problem sometimes with like victim blaming versus not holding people accountable and all the things like that but like you say exactly you have fans that are five or six years old you know you don't know who's consuming your art and should there be an accountability between the artist and the listener Again, that's like another big topic (laughs) that we could go into. It's a huge topic,
4: yeah. It's like a can of worms that is just wanting to bust open. But
2: yeah, no, I I definitely think there should be at least some consideration of what people are doing, like very, very serious consideration before they do it. Um, Because I think some people possibly just, like you say, they maybe just go after the numbers and they sort of, I don't know, become oblivious to everything else. Vina, um, Gaia, do you have any thoughts on this?
3: I'm reminded of interviews with Amy Lee and Sharon Denadel and mm-hmm. they and, and their opinions of costuming and having long hair and what they're wearing, and it's all about complementing the music, like the, the movement with the hair and having like flowing dresses and this juxt- juxtaposition with like the ball gowns and the and the metal. And it was not about being sexy; it was about This is creating the image. This is part of my art. And part of that is how do I look on stage? Am I, you know, am I like flowy? Am I, you know, does it look like there's a fan in my hair? You know, that type of thing and creating the image. And as someone in a a band that wears costumes, I love to wear corsets because it, it puts me, we're storytellers. And so I'm telling a story and I have to get into my costume and it wouldn't be appropriate or wouldn't make sense if I was naked, it would be very strange and it wouldn't go with the music and so I, I think maybe a larger thing is is what you're wearing serving your music. Is it serving the image is it part of the whole storytelling process. And if the answer is no, then what's the motivation behind it and maybe who told you to do that, and do they have your best intentions at heart. I-
0: I feel like people can wear whatever they want to wear but um, like Lindsay said like I feel like you you need to be aware of who's listening to your music and like we've been doing some shows where we had kids that was the first time that I saw kids like at middle shows they were like very young they were like five six and I was so happy to see them it was like little girls and they had like the little their little cameras and they wanted to take picture and after the show they came to see me or just like look at the picture I took I was like that was a really great moment but at that moment I also I was thinking about um the influence that we have like on on kids too because it's something that never really occurred to me because like my my friends are like older usually but um I, I don't know, like, for me, like, I feel like getting naked or, like, being too sexy would not be something that really fits with my music, on, unless it has, like, a, a real message that I'm trying, like, to to, to give, um, but I don't know, man, I, I feel like it's such a hard topic, because at one point, I just don't want to be policing any anybody's body like you you do whatever you want to do with your body and like if this is something that you feel like fits with your music fits with your aesthetics that's your own thing and this is not music that I'm gonna consume just because like I don't like seeing people naked but it's just like it's just it's just like okay why (laughs) I just don't understand it but um I I don't know I feel like it's such a very hard topic and like it's yeah, it's a very touchy topic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just skimming the surface of this. So, like, <laughs> don't worry.
4: Yeah. Um, and I mean, if oh, I can sorry. put in, um, like, a good example of someone who uses their body because it's literally the extension of their art is um, Maria from In This Moment. And I don't know if you guys know the story of that, but she's kind of like this sorceress using, you know, her image to. It's really interesting if you ever look into it. And yeah. that reflects the music. But I mean, if it if it does reflect the music, yeah, it's it should like like Rena was saying, an extension of your art. And in my experience, anytime I've been told to strip down or show more skin, it was just because the person who was asking me to do it was more concerned about getting more attention, getting more numbers and making more money and that just doesn't sit well with my my moral and ethical compass so I just wanted to bring that up it's just I'm going by experience here there's no right or wrong way to do things just again check yourself before you wreck yourself and like make sure you know your intentions essentially
0: I feel like it comes from you it's different if it's someone pushing you to get naked or like to be more sexy for like to sell that for me would be like a (laughs) no-no Curtis, have you still
2: got do you want to button
1: <laughs> uh i'll make my, my final observations i know we only got a couple minutes left um the yeah. other point that you want to make that male or female like if you if you have your whole career based upon your looks at some point they're gonna go away anyways so it's kind of a dumb move to do that anyways like i mean a lot of the boy bands did that now they're like fat and old they can't do anything anymore do you know, not want- knock
4: the your boys i'll fight you I- <laughs>
1: boys i was actually i was actually thinking of a different one who i'm not going to say now just in case you like them um but i'm not going to say that bad but anyways just saying boy it it can go both ways male or female just if you do that you don't put an emphasis on the talent it'll go away at some point and then you're basically fucked that was my observation so do you have anything final holly that you want to bring up before we end off
2: i'm trying to think is there something i can bring up that won't open another can of worms (laughs) Because we've only got three minutes. (laughs) Um I guess, yeah, if any final thoughts, anything that we've not touched on, or anything that anyone would like to say, go ahead.
1: I'll say something, even though even though I'm the lone male in the group. Um (laughs) I think that we could probably go on for like ten hours at a time Uh, and bring this topic up. And um, what was what was the final thing that you wanted to say though, Holly? You might just ask it. And then that'll be our final thing.
2: I think we've kind of covered everything that I was thinking of going over. So,
4: Can I say one last thing? Because I'm a very goth mother and that's what I do. Just to any um, women or trans or whatever gender you identify with, um, people coming up in the metal world, just know that your musical talent and your gift of creativity is more than enough, and you do not have to pigeonhole yourself into certain certain tags. Just know that it your expression is more than enough, and don't feel the pressure to sexualize yourself. Use a tag that doesn't work for you. Um, and, you know, I understand we all want opportunities, and you know, I'm so grateful. I, I took a lot of risks at a time before cancel culture existed. Um, but don't worry, I didn't go to that too far down the rabbit hole, guys. But I'm just saying, like. We we need to put more value on the music and what's being put out there versus just trying to like put all these labels on them and you're you're more than just the labels and if your music is good enough and fresh enough and, and resonates with a lot of souls that's going to carry you through. Through time so that's it, so that's I have to say.
1: Cool. Uh, <laughs> did, uh, did you have anything else rena to say as well.
3: I think that it's apparent that people need to get a little bit more creative with their search terms. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and also um, maybe that can be an exercise in creativity. Like, how are you gonna build your band? How are you going to like describe your band? Um, you know, if you weren't, if you couldn't classify, you know, with a genre, if that's a, a rule for you, like that we're not doing that, how can you get creative? And I think yeah. that could be a fun thought experiment, but it's definitely, more limiting than it is liberating. And I'm just very happy to be here with everyone today. I woke up and I put my makeup on and that's the one for the day. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: glad you made it. Uh, Guy, do you have any final words before we
3: um,
0: I just wanna say thank you to everybody for coming, but also for like opening the conversation about the tag, but also like about like the, um, us like women and male, like I, I appreciate how like welcoming like the the everybody is <laughs> and um i'm just grateful to be here t- today
1: <laughs> cool and it was guys idea by the way for the podcast for anybody who's listening she's the brain behind this whole operation so with that holly final word before we end off
2: oh god don't put pressure on me now yeah. <laughs> okay uh, yeah thanks for listening and i guess I, I mean if you want us to do it again let us know because we could do a part three
1: Thank you, you so with that with that we end
0: if you enjoyed this podcast please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice you can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about thanks for listening
1: to c squared